0: Come on, let's welcome our online family. Can we do that? God bless you guys. So glad you're with us. Peace to your house. You may be seated. You may be seated. Well, I want to do a short series throughout uh, the rest of January on uh, heaven. And so we're going to call this Heaven is for Real. How many of you know that heaven is, is for real? Now... As I'll talk about, the Bible is full of information about heaven. I want to say this up front, and I hope this will stay in your thinking. There are only a couple promises in the, in the Word of God about heaven. Okay? There's just one way to get there, and it's pretty clear. But the bulk of the promises, I mean, exponentially, the bulk of the promises are about this life here. So, what I want to do with this. Teaching, which is what all ministry and teaching Bible ministry and teaching should be. This is really about how to live here and how to get there. Okay. So it's how to live here. Say that how to live here and how to get there. But you need to know that they're heavy on the promises for how to live here to help us. Cause there's so many things that we need here that we won't need in heaven you won't need peace in heaven. There's nothing to upset you. Are y'all here? You won't need protection. You won't need wisdom. I mean, on and on and on. So we'll get to all of that here in just a moment. Now, here's an underlying thought and principle for us. It'll be on the screen for you. Everybody spends forever somewhere. Think about it. Read it with me. Everybody spends forever somewhere. And actually, there are only two possible destinations heaven, help me out, and hell. And there are a lot of hazy, commercialized, cartoonized uh, notions of what heaven and what hell might be like. And those hazy notions like that skew and minimize what heaven and hell are really like. the Bible gives us just a partial limited glimpse of heaven part of the reason for that is human language is very limited in its ability to fully describe heaven, heaven or to fully describe hell but we do see enough and we do know enough that it brings us to this point that we know which destination heaven or hell we should choose you still with me Here's the beautiful part. We can choose. Because of what Jesus has done for us, we actually have a choice in the matter that we can actually choose to go to heaven. I'm impatient with people that say, I don't know how a loving, kind God can send people to hell. You have that all wrong. You have that all wrong. Because Jesus came to save us. We were all lost. We were all condemned. And he came for whosoever will. We read in Scripture, and and let me just give you kind of a word picture. It's almost like we were all lost, condemned. Let me put it this way, drowning. So we're all out in the deep, rough waters, drowning. Jesus came. Jesus came with the lifeboat, so to speak. And out of the love of God, reached down into those waters to save whosoever will. And as he reaches, as we reach to him, which means I believe you, I receive you, Then I'm no longer condemned, I'm no longer drowning, I'm no longer uh, perishing, and now I'm saved. So God doesn't send people to hell, he sent a Savior. And Jesus came into the world not to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And so through the completed work of Jesus on the cross and rising again from the dead, we have available to us salvation, a a forgiveness of sins, a relationship with our heavenly father that we can come into. And that is our choice. Everybody say choice. And so we see heaven, hell. I mean, it's easy to decide which one I would want. And again, the beautiful part is because of what Jesus has done, we do have that choice. Now, there are some in our, in our culture, and I even saw something on this recently, uh, where people become so raucous and rebellious and tough in our culture and not careless with words or thoughts or anything else and say, I don't care if there is a hell. All my friends and I, we're gone there. Try stopping me from going to hell. And I hear the, the words of Jesus from the cross saying, Father, forgive them. They have no idea what they're even talking about. And you need to know that there's a heaven that is for real. And you need to know that there is a hell that is for real. And there's no in-between. There's no holding tank somewhere in between. Um, It's heaven and it's hell. And we have a choice. And so, help me with this. God, good. Devil. Heaven, yes. Hell, yes. And we're not, we're not cussing. <laughs> yeah, kind of heard that as we were doing it, you know. <laughs> but just remember what you meant, okay? All right. As I said, the Bible is full of heaven. It starts out with God creating the heavens and ends with a display of the new heaven, a new earth, a new Jerusalem. In Psalm 19, verse 1, It says, the heavens, notice that, heavens proclaim the glory of God. The skies display his craftsmanship. Psalm 36, uh, 33, verse 6, the Lord merely spoke and the heavens, notice that again, were created. He breathed the word and all the stars were born. So there is, and I'm giving you the short trip through this here, there's, there are there's a lower heaven and upper heaven. There is physical and there is spiritual. There is seen, there is unseen. And then there are, as the scripture said, the heavens and the heaven of heavens. It's important that we kind of break those down just a little bit here this morning. Actually, there's three areas when we talk about heavens. They're all created by God. Deuteronomy 14.10 said, and they all belong to God. Okay. Okay. So let's start out with the first heaven. First heaven. Come on, everybody say, first heaven. First heaven is seen. It is seen. It is physical and it is atmospheric. By definition, the first heaven starts just above the ground. So this is atmospheric. This is the air that we breathe. This is where the birds fly. This is uh, where the weather forms and functions and does all that it does. And how far up it goes, we don't really, really know. And this is where the sun and the moon and the stars would also be a part of what would be considered the first heavens. Second heaven. Say second heaven. Second heaven is unseen. The second heaven is spiritual. And the second heaven, are you ready for this? Is the headquarters for the devil and for evil. Ephesians chapter 6. It's just one place. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood, but against evil rulers and authorities of the, come on, help me, unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world and against evil spirits in where? I heard someone say Washington. Come on, now, just stay on turn. (laughs) Someone over here said Hollywood. So I heard it. I don't know. Now let's go back here. Against mighty powers in this dark world and against evil spirits. Come on with me. In the heavenly places is the second heaven. Third heaven. Say third heaven. Third heaven is unseen and spiritual. And this is the actual habitation and residency of God. Paul, let me back up on something too. We're in the physical heavens right now, according to scripture. So by definition, the air, the breeze, weather, all of that, considered heavens. Scripture refers to this numerous, numerous times. One place in Isaiah 55, God says, for my thoughts and my ways are as, as high as the heavens are above the earth, so are my thoughts and ways higher than your thoughts and your ways and there's a lot of reference there and there's a lot having to do with this atmospheric when you go outside today last night I went out uh, took our dog out now don't laugh at me but the last thing we do with our dog I say it's time for a night-night potty (laughs) he knows what it means you do too maybe you have some other way of saying it but and so he goes out, and so it was cold out, and I was out, and the sky was clear, and I saw stars, and I'm thinking about this message, too, and I saw the moon and felt the cool breeze and all of that, and I just was out there a while, kind of took my time because he was taking his time. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, just saw that and just really, really aware that that's the first heavens. Now, how many of you know that the first heaven, second heaven, headquarters of Darkness, evil, the enemy. That's spiritual. And third, heaven. Third and second heaven sometimes step into first heaven. Sometimes the unseen comes into the scene. When the announcement of Jesus' birth, when Jesus was born, heavenly host, angels, broke into the scene and were seen. The unseen was seen and heard. Light showed forth. There have been, the book of Hebrews talks about sometimes we might be entertaining angels unaware, meaning that it's fully possible that an angel out of the unseen could suddenly be seen in the scene, in the first heaven. Are y'all, are y'all following me? How many of you on the, know on the other end of the spectrum, have you ever felt, sent pure evil? Have you ever seen, and it's, it's less common or noticeable in our culture, And I think it is partially because of what just happened here. We were just singing about the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, believers gathering, people all over the place seeking God. You know what? That holds evil back. It really, really does. There's some places in the earth where there's none of that going on, and there is active, visible, active, demonic activity that takes place. That's unseen coming into the scene. Things like that happen. Sometimes a miracle takes place. And it's like, how did that happen? God is able to do. And so there's an overlap between the seen and the unseen. Are y'all following me? Because this is a hard concept for our little minds to get, okay? So we've got first heaven. You understand that one? Second heaven, we understand what's going on there. And then the third heaven is the habitation, is the residency of God. Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 said that he was caught up to the third heaven john we see in the book of revelation was caught up on the lord's day so that he had a vantage point from above i do think that the second heaven and the third heaven and height wise are also above above so paul was caught up to the third heaven when jesus came jesus descended from the third heaven took on the form of a servant put on flesh dwelt among us And when Jesus was here, he completed his mission of redemption, went to the cross, died, was buried, rose again. After he rose again, did you know this? He stayed on earth 40 more days. And he spent that 40 days, almost six weeks, talking, filling in the blanks for his followers about how the kingdom of God works. Jesus also said, he said, I'm going to leave you. And he said, when I leave you, He said, it's important that I leave you because if I don't leave, then the Holy Spirit won't come. The Father won't send the Holy Spirit. So Jesus left. He ascended into heaven. And when he ascended into heaven, that's up to the third heaven. 10 days later on the day of Pentecost, do you know what Pentecost means? It means 50. So 50 days after the resurrection, God sent the Holy Spirit who descended from the third heaven and there was an in-breaking, a rushing, mighty wind that came into that upper room. Prior to that, the Holy Spirit would only be present for occasion. And he would come upon prophets, priests, kings, and people for special uh, assignments that they would do. But the Holy Spirit didn't hover or stay here. Jesus, in John chapter 3, verse 36, was filled with the Spirit beyond measure. He, the Holy, he contained more of the Holy Spirit than any of us ever will, even all, everybody put together. But the Holy Spirit came, and now the Holy Spirit, who descended from the third heaven, guess what? He's in us. He's with us. Are y'all with me today? Okay, then believers. Any believers here? (laughs) Seems to be a good amount of believers. That's good. One day we're going to die or fly. Okay? I really want to do the fly thing. Okay. But otherwise, if I die, here's what happens. You ready? When we fly, we immediately the body is glorified. If we die, our bodies, we are a spirit. We have a soul. We live in our body. And our bodies every day, we've got to work to keep them going. Please do. You're going to see why in just a few moments here. But to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. I have studied this out. Scripture certainly, absolutely, totally supports this, to be absent from the body, present with the Lord. There's not a waiting zone. There's not a holding tank. There's not like, take this paper and stand in this line. There's absent from the body. Come on, absent from the body, present with the Lord. Okay, and where is that? Third heaven. Third heaven. You follow me? There's so much on this. Let's keep going. Um, We have the physical. We go from the physical and the seen, and that's why your spiritual life needs to be growing and growing and growing. You need to be able to believe God for the unseen. I'm believing God. I'm thanking God already for three full services. You all missed that one. Can you see a whole nother load of people like this here? Why? Why do we want? Because as long as there is a heaven and a hell, church growth is not optional. And we've got to help people know how to live here and how to get there. Amen? Amen? Amen. All right. Philippians chapter 3, verse 20. For our citizenship, help me, is in heaven. From which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Where's your citizenship? Heaven. heaven. Philippians 1.27. Above all, now watch this carefully. Above all, you must live as citizens of heaven. Conducting yourselves in a manner worthy of the good news about Christ. So above all, you must live as citizens of heaven. Where? Uh, I heard you, but I didn't. Above all, you must live as citizens of heaven where? Here. 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 The fact of heaven, the fact of my citizenship, I conduct myself differently than citizens of the world. And there are times (laughs) I want to say things, I want to do things. And don't don't couch it in this way. If I wasn't a citizen of heaven, I'd really tell you what I'm thinking. (laughs) Don't do that. Just be a citizen of heaven. And I'm telling you, this is about how to live this life and how to get there. How to live here, how to get there. Very, very important. We're going to talk about that in the rest of the month here. Now let's go here. Heaven is our destination, heaven is our identity heaven is our allegiance this world look at me is not our home and we're feeling less and less at home here all the time we're just passing through we have to settle with the fact i'm a stranger i'm a pilgrim i'm passing through this is not my home i'm going to do right while i'm here but i'm passing through If you don't see that, if you don't know that, I'm telling you what, it will bog you. It will bog you down. Heaven is the habitation of God. That's where my citizenship is. And that is our destination. Heaven is our home. And please don't miss this. Heaven is our home. But while we are here, we have two things. You ready? Great purpose. Come on, say it. Great purpose. And you ready for the other one? full provision Full provision and if you will get focused on the purpose of why you're here You will have the provision that you need for this life You will you will And by provision by provision don't just reduce it all down to dollars and cents or whatever We have while we were here while we are here. We're citizens of heaven. We're going there die or fly We're gonna get there. Okay But while we're here, we have great purpose. Say it again, great purpose and full provision. For the believer, this is the most hell you will ever have. For the unbeliever, this is the most heaven you will ever have. Now, my mom, 1990, a few months after we started the church, she went to heaven. My dad, a few years later, two years ago this past December, my stepdad, Channel 11, 12 years ago, my father-in-law. This past fall, my, my stepmom went home to be with the Lord. We have other family members. We have precious friends. 33 years of this church, we've got a whole lot of precious Meadowbrookers that have gone on. And I want to go. But I have to realize that I can't get so fixated on going that I forget that right here I have great purpose. And if you'll focus in on what is my purpose, what are my gifts, what are my callings, what am I doing on the day-to-day to have some kind of eternal impact? I'm about to give you a huge, unashamedly, I'm, I'm telling you this, I'm about to give you a huge avenue to start to have some eternal impact. On January 29th, we're having a huge growth track because we're getting ready so that we can impact literally thousands of individuals and families. Now forget even all of that right now and just realize that while I'm here, if I will focus on my great purpose, your great purpose, God is not a debtor, God will make sure that you have full provision when you live a life kingdom focused, heaven focused, realizing I have great purpose here, you will have full provision here. Paul said this, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. See, we have help from the homeland. We have help from the homeland. Everything that you would need comes from the homeland. Do you need peace? Do you need provision? Do you need wisdom? I mean, what would it be that you need? We have that kind of help. We actually have a little heaven to go to heaven in so again if you'll listen clearly and i would this kind of i believe the holy spirit put this in my heart and in just recent weeks i've really been thinking about this if we're properly teaching the bible if we're properly doing ministry it's always going to have woven into it these two things how to live here and how to get there and so let's live right let's fulfill our great purpose Let's live the way as citizens of heaven that we should right here. And let's make sure that we get there. And let's help a whole lot of other people know how to get there. Because as I said, everybody spends forever somewhere. And as long as there is a heaven, as long as there is a hell, church growth, teaching people how to get there and how to live here, that's just not an option. So let me answer just one question before we close here. And that question would be, well, how do you get there? how do you get there? Here's the answer. You ready? It's not what you know. It's who you know. Amen. Amen? Jesus, Jesus is the way. He's the only way. He comes by in his boat to save all of us who are lost and drowning. Don't hold your hand back. Reach out and receive. Everything changes from that day in the here and in the hereafter. Amen. More on this next week. Do you get anything at all out of this today? I pray so.